lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. We call that our life cycle. Made a shirt about it, and it rings true with who we are as a podcast and a group. We are fortunate enough to have partnered with a company who can help us achieve one of those three key elements. Some sleep. They have a keto-friendly version of their delicious sleep aid drink, and we're loving it. It's a lightly flavored, eight-ounce anti-energy drink. You drink it roughly 30 minutes before you're ready to go to sleep, and you'll feel it help you into a deep, restful, all-night sleep. It provides some helpful elements to do so, including magnesium, GABA, and melatonin. When combined, you have a powerful tool for getting the impactful sleep that you and I so frequently don't get in our technology-driven, fast-paced lives. You can find it at some retail stores, but you can also purchase it online and get it shipped to your door. When you do, use discount code TKMC10, and you'll not only be getting 10% off, but you'll be helping support the Keto Man's Club. You can find the link to their website by going to theketomansclub.com. We're thankful to Sam for partnering with us, and we hope you'll benefit from use of their product the way we have so far. Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health. Find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts. And this week I'm joined by Jim and, oh wait, he's gone He's again. not here. Nope. He is uh, <laughs> probably polishing his gas grill or a gas grill. See, I mean, that's an Indiana thing. His uh, smoker, <laughs> his uh, grill, whatever the case may be, but yeah. all the best to Berto this week. I think he's got some family stuff, doesn't he? Yes. Yes. Uh, family. Yeah. And then like tomorrow they leave for Chicago. So it's right. like- you know, they, it, it it would be a bad night to try to do that because there's all sorts of things that they have to do to yep. to, to pack up three kids and mother-in-law and everything else. So, yeah, it's it's going to be uh, they, they've had a busy day today. And so uh, we, we miss Berto, but we'll, we'll be we'll be all good. We will. So um, we're we've got we're really excited about today's guest and we've got mm-hmm. him on the line. And, and so we don't want to hold him up too much. So let's handle some club business. Uh, real quickly, and then um, and then we'll we'll dive in pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, no need to to do too much catch up right now. Um, just a reminder to our subscribers or to our listeners: uh, please make sure t- that if you find value in today's uh, episode, that you share the podcast. You can do so really simply now. Just by going to theketomansclub.com. It's now a full-fledged website that has the podcast embedded in it. You've got links to all of our stuff there. It's really um, a big upgrade for us. So we're really excited to have that now set up and, and going. So theketomansclub.com. You can share that directly and people will get straight to the website, to our YouTube channel, all that stuff. Theketomansclub.com. All of our social media links there are there. All of our... Uh, just everything is 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 right there at the website, which is really great. We do have merch. Um, uh, we we do have merch available all the time. And again, the link is 
they're available on the website, theketomansclub.com. Any other club business to attend to, uh, Jim, before well we, over, uh, before we uh, well in? over a thousand members in the, um, the, our one-on-one group and it just continues to grow 20, 25 guys a week coming in, learning about keto and everything like that. So grateful for all of you that are finding the keto man or the keto one-on-one man's club on Facebook. Um, again, all of that's linked up on our website, as Chris mentioned and, uh, holding strong in the big boy group as well, 35, 3,600 members. So, uh, things are good. Um, definitely seen some guys who have had a little bit of, uh, feels like hard knocks in the last week or two, uh, diff- different things that have been, uh, struggles and whatnot. And I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, Dennis sharing his story here in a couple of minutes because it's nice to know that there's been this spot where guys can talk about things like that and whatnot. So, um, just, uh, know it's a good place to be. And all you got to do is be a guy and come yep. and join us. So, yep, absolutely. Yeah. So we, we don't want to delay our guest any, any further as best as we can. Um, he's, uh, he's waiting on the wings for us here. And so, um, let's, uh, let's introduce him. Jim, I think you did a little bit of homework. Oh, I did a little bit. Yeah. So Dennis has Get Lean Journey on social media. And I know he's going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. Over the last couple of years, and as the Keto Men's Club was formed and whatnot, he was one of the guys that I actually found and was pretty impressed by. He's got some, uh, you know, those quality before photos and the even better after photos. Um, you're going to hear a very thick New York accent. I'm kidding, Dennis. And, uh, you know, Dennis um, now lives uh, in Texas, but he's coming to us from North Carolina. And um, if anybody has followed Get Lean Journey, Dennis has put all these videos up of him in the truck, just kind of talking about things and whatnot. Good family guy. Just, it's, I just, I just like what the vibe is right here. And so I'm, I'm glad that you're coming on to the show, Dennis, and uh, welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. Thank y'all for having me. And it's funny, I'm in your truck now. So funny how things happen. Uh, it's crazy. It's been a whirlwind of a, a ride for sure. So, I appreciate y'all having me on. I really do. Yeah. And funny, funny thing is, you said New York, when people ask me all the time, sarcastically when they say where are you from i say new york city just to see what they say and they look at me like huh and then i let them in you know i'm just kidding <laughs> so you're from the southern part of the city so that that might count yeah yeah there you go, <laughs> there you go. so dennis i mean one of the things you know we always kind of like to get everybody's backstory and whatnot but tell us first of all why you're in north carolina right now all right um i was born and raised here Lived here for 44 years. I'm telling my age, y'all. 44 years, and um, I got a really great opportunity two years ago with a great, great friend of mine. I consider him a brother to move to Texas and work in surveillance uh, under a homeland security contract. So I took that opportunity and uh, moved to Texas, and uh, I'm very glad I did. I love it there. Um, North Carolina I'll always be home, but uh, I moved there, but anyway, I'm back home visiting my dad and my family and my in-laws and everybody, so I'm glad to be here, and I'm going to tell you, it's ironic to be back home and be doing this podcast because on the drive here, my in-laws live an hour and a half away, on the drive here, just seeing the scenery once again and being back in the country and just being back where I was born and raised, uh, I'm not going to lie, I shed quite a few tears on that ride back, just seeing the tobacco fields and the pine trees and it just uh it hit me deep down uh 
and I'm just so blessed to be back here for a week just to see my family. So it's where it all started. So you got a uh, you got a pretty positive attitude, but as I mentioned, kind of in the introduction, I know you've had some challenges with your weight. You talked before we came on the air about uh, shoulder stuff and whatnot. So give us kind of the quick and dirty five minutes rundown of who Dennis is uh, from kid to grown up, so to speak. Okay. Well, I, I was going to start with my kid part because that's the part that really put me where I'm at now. Um, I had a pretty rough childhood and I always say it could have been worse. Uh, basically, uh, from the age of five to the age of 13, uh, my mom, and uh, if I get a little emotional, I've said it, I've told the story so many times, but if I get emotional, y'all excuse me. Uh, my mom basically uh, abused me as a kid from the age of five to 13. She used me as a punching bag, uh, multiple broken bones, broken ribs, broken collarbone, black eyes. Um, but my mom, she was uh, she was raped at 12 years old, and she was uh, mentally not there. So I had a pretty rough childhood, but I have a great dad. And luckily, luckily enough, when my mom, my mom was locked away a lot of my childhood in mental in a mental ward, basically to protect herself from herself and to protect me. Um, and I used to go visit her, and I, you know those thoughts stay in my head all the time. Seeing my mom in a straight jacket, I'm just gonna keep it 100 percent real here. Straight jacket, padded room, uh, just a lot of a lot of bad things happened to me in my childhood. But I'm very grateful for them because take a negative. You can turn it into a positive. And uh, honestly, if I hadn't went through when I was what I went through as a child, I wouldn't be here. But I luckily enough had a great, great uh, grandmother that stepped in. And uh, she was a good Christian, Southern Christian lady. And she raised me as her own. And um, basically what started my journey, so to speak, you know, uh, my dad, Hunt, he was a trapper, a hunter, a fisherman. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm all of those too. Uh, we lived off the land, but my grandma basically was, is my hero. And, uh, about, I'm going to say about, it's been about seven years ago. She was in the hospital and 82 years old. And I walked into the hospital room and she looked me dead in the face and said, boy, if you don't do something about your weight, you're going to be dead or in this hospital one. And I didn't realize I'd gotten big as I'd gotten. Um, so I went home that night and I weighed and I weighed 376 pounds. And I was like, how did I get here? And I looked at my wife and I said, why didn't you say something? Well, my wife loved me just as much at that weight as she does now. So I'm blessed to have a great wife. Um, so literally, you know, said, I need to do something about this. But of course, I just all of a sudden said, just forgot about it. Went back to living my life. And I was out doing something one day and I bent over to pick something up and my belly at the time I was wearing a 52 inch pair of jeans. Uh, and now I wear a 32. Um, basically I was bending over to pick something up. It was a fishing rod. I was fishing. I've been over to pick up a fishing rod. I couldn't, couldn't reach down to get it. And I heard my grandma in my head say, you need to do something about your weight. So that night I got home and I, um, I looked up weight loss stuff and I saw keto and I always tell everybody and it's kind of a joke, but it's true too. <laughs> I saw keto and I said, what is this Kung Fu? You know, what is this? What is keto? <laughs> I'm like, what, what is this? Eat fat to lose fat? Get out of here. And I said, you know what? I can eat all these foods I like and I got to cut out some of the stuff I don't. It's worth a try. 
So the first month I lost, I done it and I lost about 20, 30 pounds. I was like, man, I'm eating eggs and steak, sausage and bacon and just everything I want, except for, you know, I was missing the rice and potatoes and I had an affair with little Debbie at the time. So it was really tough. <laughs> it was really tough breaking up with her. But she's uh, wrecked so many homes, it's ridiculous. But that's a whole nother story for another day. Oh. But, um, so, so I kept on it. And a year in, I'd lost a hundred pounds. And um, I was coming, I was coming home from a uh, from a walk. Uh, I started walking to my buddy's house, lifting weights a mile and a half away, and I'd walk back. Well, I was coming in the driveway, and my mom and dad lived next door to me. And as I walked in the driveway, remember, my mom's mentally ill. She's always negative. She's bipolar. She had good moments, but she most had mostly bad moments. Uh, I walk in the driveway and my mom looks at me and she says, I'm going to give you credit. You've done good losing that hundred pounds. And I was like, wow, my mom's going to give me a compliment. But she finished it with, but you'll never keep it off because you fail at everything you do. And uh, I think mm. it's Missouri, the show me state. I said, mom, I'm gonna, I can show you better than I can tell you. So I told her that the next week I was out filming a hunting show because I'm a video. I was a videographer by trade at the time in Wisconsin. And I had talked to my mom the night before on the phone and she was having one of her days. And I could tell as soon as she answered the phone, she was having one of her days. And, uh, right before she got off the phone, the last thing she told me was she hated me. And I told her, I said, no, you don't mom. You love me, but you're just having a bad day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, tomorrow didn't come because the next morning around nine 30, I got a call from my wife. And uh, she wouldn't say anything. And the first thing when I finally got her to say something, she said my first name. She said, Dennis. And I knew just as soon as I heard my name, something was wrong. And then she proceeded to tell me that they had found my mom. She had choked in her sleep and she was brain dead. She'd have a pulse. So my buddy rushed me to the airport and I had to wait in the airport like five hours to fly home. I flew home. Flew home. Saw my mom. She was on a ventilator. You know, she was brain dead. I said my goodbyes and the good Lord took her. We didn't have to make a decision whether to take her on or off the ventilator because the good Lord came and got her for us. And uh, I immediately went into a deep depression and uh, I consider myself a Christian, but I shut out my wife. I shut out my kids. I shut out all my friends, my family. I gave up on life. And within about three months, I'd gained 50 pounds back from just binge eating, just straight junk and i'd give up and uh i sat on the edge of my bed a couple mornings with my shotgun unloaded and practiced pulling that trigger up against my head because i was you know i was at the end of my rope and uh i'll never forget forget uh one morning i was getting out of bed and i heard my mom in my head say i told you you'd never keep that weight off and it lit a fire under me so i went for a walk and here i am Roughly four and a half, five, well, no, actually five and a half, six years later, down 180 pounds at 46 years old, pretty much in the best shape of my life. And uh, if I hadn't went through all that, I honestly don't think I'd be where I'm at right now. So that's kind of my story where I'm at. There's been a lot of stuff in between that. Um, but that's how I started my journey, and that's where I'm at at the moment. So. You got a lot to unpack, brother. And number one, I think Chris and I would both say um, thank you for being honest, because 
that's a, uh, a thing that can be very tough for a lot of guys. And you're uh, just being open and honest about your mom's struggles and your interactions and everything. You, I mean, 375, that's a big guy. Were you a big kid? No, not really. I was very active. I was very athletic. Um, I played basketball. That was my thing. I'm six foot one and I'm the shortest person on my dad's side of the family. Uh, all my, my dad's six, four and all my cousins are six, six to six, nine. Uh, but I, I played basketball with him growing up and it made me a really good player playing against such bigger guys. Um, and that was my thing. I love basketball, hunting and fishing and basketball. And, uh, but the sad thing was, I ended up blowing out both my knees and knee surgery, excess weight, knee surgery, excess weight, uh, until the point where I was overweight. Then I met my wife and got in that happy married life zone where you're like, I'm married now. I don't have to look a certain way. I, you know, hey, and I just, and me and her, and she follows my lead. If I want to eat bad, she's going to eat bad. Um, so basically I, Got up 376 pounds between knee surgeries and just getting comfortable being married and just thinking, okay, whatever. But man, uh, keto, keto saved my life without a doubt. Um, it's, uh, and it saved so many people's lives that I know reverse. I've, I've helped people reverse their blood pressure to die, type two diabetes medicine, come off everything. And it's just been a, it's just been a blessing to be able to help so many people because I've done keto so many ways and you can do it wrong or you can do it right. I, I try not to judge people, but I started off doing dirty keto and yes, I lost weight, but it got to a point where I was like, I wanted more. So I had to adjust and, uh, I just, you know, I learned as I went and I, I researched and I listened to people in the, in, in, the, in our group and just, try to be, you know, soak up everything I can. And some things works that work for me may not work for you, but all in all, keto is probably one of the best tools out there. You know, um, I tell people all the time, you know, if you're doing something that's not keto and it's working, just keep going with it. You know, I'm, I'm not against any other thing, but other things seem not to work for me because my insulin sensitivity to carbohydrates is just, I can pack on literally I'm the guy from Thanksgiving to Christmas every year that usually, Falls off the wagon and gains 25, 30 pounds because the mac and cheese gets to me at Thanksgiving and I have to turn it into a 30-day trial of eat everything in sight. Next thing I know, I'm telling everybody, I'm bulking. I'm a bodybuilder. I'm bulking. No, I'm just getting fat. But, uh-huh. You know, it sounds good. Sounds oh, my good. gosh. I, I was going to wait for it, but honestly, let's dig into that a little bit deeper because that is actually – I'm the same way. I, I'm I'm 100% the same way where it, once I get a little bit off the rails, I go off the rails completely for a while and then I come back and, you know, it's, it's just this back and forth thing. And, and like, what tools do you use to get you back on the track? What are the things that you suggest? Well, for me, one of the biggest tools is I have a pretty good following on Facebook and social media. So I don't want to let nobody down. I don't want to be the guy they go, I used to follow you. Now you went back to work. I can't allow that. I mean, I really can't. It's an accountability like no other. But the uh, my main objective in life is I want to live a longer life and be healthy and get to enjoy life. You know, if I weigh 376 right now, I would not be able to enjoy life like I do right now. 
I work out with some 20 year old kids and I, and they, they're like, when are we going to be done? They're like, dude, you're killing me, you know? Um, and it feels good. You know, yeah, I'm bragging at the very moment I'm bragging. Yeah. But, um, but, and they'll probably see this podcast, I'm sure. But, uh, one of the key things for me is having a great support system around me. Um, like I said, my wife follows my lead, but she ain't scared to put me in my place. Uh, like last night I wanted a rice crispy treat cause we're my in-laws and we don't keep stuff like that in my house. And I saw it. I was like, I want a rice crispy treat. And she was like, you remember you set a goal, you're going to go do a bodybuilding show next year. And you're starting your, <laughs> I was like, okay, you got me, you know? Um, but that's it. And I look at my before pictures too. When I'm like, like when I'm looking in the mirror sometimes and we all do it, people will tell you, Oh, you look great. Blah, blah, blah. And you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I'm not happy. I don't like what I'm seeing. Um, cause let's face it. We're not going to post a bad picture of ourselves anywhere. Um, I, they, my friends call me the selfie king. I'll take 20 different mm-hmm. shots until I find the correct <laughs> one. I'm like, that's the money shot. Let me post that one. Because um, mm-hmm. if I post the oh, yeah, I, I actually told I, I told Chris before you came on, I said one of the things that I was going to mention about you is the fact that you are the king of not the sleeveless T-shirt, but the cutout side yep. T-shirt. Almost every photo I've ever seen of you in the gym, that's yep. your thing. So. Yeah, uh, it's it's. It sure is, and I'm getting ready to launch an apparel line here soon, and it's going to have some keto stuff, and it's going to have some weightlifting stuff. We'll try to keep it pretty much patriotic, though, because I love this country, <laughs> uh, but that's a whole nother podcast. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm, a lot of people think, you know, they see me and they say, uh, I had friends of mine say, you know, I know you're not, but people probably think you're full of yourself. I said, I'm, let me clear the record. I'm not cocky at all. But when I was 376, I had no confidence at all in myself. I was just a shell of a dude that was ashamed of myself. And now I have a lot of confidence, um, which is a good thing, um, because now with confidence, it draws me to people and it, it, it really lets me help people. Whereas before, I'd never, I'd never walk up to someone randomly in the gym or somewhere and say, Hey, you're doing a great job. I'm proud of you. Like the other day I was in the gym, some lady had been in there killing it. And I walked by her and I was like, fist bump, you're doing a great job. Six years ago, you wouldn't have seen me in a gym, much less telling somebody good job, you know? Um, so it, it really helps your self-esteem because when I was 376 compared to where I'm at now, people treated me so different. Like people go out of their way to talk to me now. People like, just it's just totally different before i was ignored uh nobody noticed me other than the oh look the big dude you know um or whatever now people go how what do you what's your workout routine how do you eat you know blah blah, blah. and i tell people a lot of people keto and when i started keto hardly anybody had heard of keto and it's been around forever it's been around since the caveman i mean let's face it uh they were carnivores um and if they had to live off vegetation and berries, they'd have died. So they had to find meat. I mean, because they'd have hunted themselves to death looking for uh, berries and, and, and whatever they were trying to eat. Um, but I tell everybody keto now, and everybody knows what it is. Still a lot of people are like, oh, my God, you have a heart attack. And I'm like, no, that's when you combine fats with a high-carb diet and you clog up everything. That's when you're going to have your heart attack. So... 
Uh, there's a big misconception out there about keto, and I, I still battle it, but I've proved so many people wrong on this journey. A lot of them just shut up and, and gave up. Absolutely. So, I, I think that uh, that's that's those are wise words, and having that support system, having that um, thing. I, I need to go back and look at some of those before pictures when I was at my 380 and or 280 and, and, and all of that just to kind of go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you're sliding a little, that's sliding too much. <laughs> you don't, you, you know, I, I know for a fact and, and, yep. you know, that I never want to be back there. So, yeah. Yeah. Un- unfortunately you put it back on way quicker than you yes. take it off. Very much so. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. Let's, um, yeah. let's talk about, uh, daily life, other family members, other than your wife, things like that. What has the uh, reaction to this massive shift in your life over the last few years been? Um, it's been a blessing to a lot of my family members because I've had so many of them reach out to me that were having weight issues and I'd build them a meal plan and send it to them. And next thing I know, I didn't really hear much back from them. And next thing I know, a few months later, they're like, posting pictures and I'm like, wow. And they're like, by the way, I've lost 30 pounds. Thank you for helping me. And I'm like, boom. So it's really had a great impact on a lot of my family. Um, I'm not going to lie uh, far as some of them, they still don't like keto or the thing about it. I think a lot of it is a lot of people can't draw a line in the sand and stick to something. Um, they want to be all over the place. And they'll start keto, like I've had family members start keto. And if my family sees this, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm throwing you under the bus. You shouldn't have stopped doing keto. But uh, but basically, they'll start it, and then they'll fall off, and they'll start it, and they'll fall off. And I tell them, look, persistence. you got to stick with this to get it to work. It's like anything else. If you're running back eating pure junk, that's the definition of insanity. You're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, and you're not going to get it. Uh, let's face it. Uh, if you do not feed your body correctly, your body's not going to respond in a good way um, because I get the calories in, calories out thing thrown at me all the time. And I can totally demolish someone when they come at me with that calories in, calories out crap. I can destroy them and they don't really have much comeback for it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been a very positive thing on my family. Uh, I lost some friends behind keto because just being honest, they got super jealous of my results, uh, but didn't want to have the willpower to get up off the couch and go get it for their sale. So they constantly bashed me and said, uh, you can't, that's not sustainable. You can't eat like that the rest of your life. I, and I'm like, excuse my phone. Uh, I'm like, what do you mean? I can't have uh, meat and green vegetables the rest of my life. Um, I, I think I can live like that the rest of my life. It's not too hard, you know. Uh, people had the misconception you're eating lard and bacon grease and uh, eating blocks of cream cheese and this and that. And some people do, uh, but I'm just not that guy. I keep it relatively simple. And that's the thing I preach to my family. You know, it's not rocket science. So I, I'd say it's had a really good impact on my family because they see through me, hey, you can achieve anything you put your mind to. it. So let's talk about... Um the the calories in calories out and the macro thing because when you were starting this five six seven years ago or whatever how did you figure out what your macros need to be we've got a group of three four thousand guys between the two plus on instagram and everything like that and that is one of the most common questions 
is, you know, where do I start steak and eggs, blah, blah, blah. But then they're like, what are the macros? Where, what do I need to do? So how did you dial into your numbers? All right. Well, I will, I will straight up tell y'all, like on anything, you can overeat on any kind of eating style, keto, paleo, whatever. You can eat too much. And I see a lot of people on keto, like, I'm not losing weight. And I say, send me what you're eating. Or the best thing is, uh, send me your macros. What's that? And I'm like, so you're not tracking what you're eating? No. I said, well, you can get away with it to begin with. But when you get down to that fine tune zone where you're going from, all right, I've lost weight to, hey, I'm starting to see muscle definition and I'm starting to get ripped. Then you're, you got, you got to tune, tune in to your body and see what you, see what you need there. Um, and I'll be honest with you, the, the way I done it was the hard way. Um, one summer I took, we had sticky notes all over the house. Basically what I done was I'd eat one week at a certain macro count, like let's say 157 grams of fat. I'm just throwing numbers out there. 157 grams of fat, uh, 135 grams of protein and 20 carbs. And I'd see what my, how my body reacted. And then I'd slowly adjust until I found my sweet spot. Um, and, um, there are calculators out there online, keto calculators that you can get. But I've, I've noticed a lot of people, and I'm not trying to tell anybody how to do keto, but I've noticed a lot of people are scared of protein on keto. They're scared they're going to get too much protein. It's going to, it's going to turn into glycogen and spike their insulin. Uh, what is it called? Glyconeogenesis. Glyconeogenesis. Yep, yep that's it. Um, I've learned, yes, I've had some things spike my insulin a little more because I had a blood monitor and I used to, you know, track all that. Um, but protein is not the enemy. Uh, fat's not the enemy. Carbs, not even an enemy if you're getting the right kind of carbs, like the green, good fibrous carbs. Um, so basically what I done to answer your question in a nutshell, I played with it over a whole summer noting, and I found my sweet spot. It changes though, as my body leans out, this and that, or I put on more muscle, it changes and I have to go back and forth and I know my body so well. Um, but usually I know a lot of people say, you know, you don't need an absorbent amount of fat. And I explain to people like this and I've come to find this to be true. in probably 90% of my clients that I've helped, uh, is that fat is a really good key to this as long as you're getting the right kind of fats. I'm not talking about eating bacon, grease and pork rinds. I'm talking about avocados and good oils and, good cuts of fish and steak and whatnot, those good fats. Um, if my fats get too low, I stall out really bad because personally, I don't know if this is scientifically proven, but the way I feel about it is, you know, you can only use carbs or fat as, a, as your fuel source. Protein, unless it's broke down, will not be used as a fuel source. Well, I found that if you get the right amount of fats in your body will keep trucking. But if you reduce them too far down, your body's going to get confused. It's going to say, Hey, you cut all my carbs out. We were using fat as fuel. You've leaned down some, you don't have as much fat on your body and your body's going to be like, all right, I'm going to stall out because you're limiting my fats now and I'm not getting any carbs. I can't use this protein and they stall out and they come to me and they're like, this is my macros. And I'm like, let's bump your fats up by 20 grams. Bump it up a week later. I broke my stall. I'm like, yeah, because you told your body what it 
what it needed to do. You reminded, oh, fat is fuel. Let's go back. Let's go back to use the fat as fuel. And then it's like lighting a fire. So um, that's a big thing. Absolutely. And and just to add on to that, the thing that, that you're alluding to is that as our, there's two different types of visceral fat that you have in your body. You've got one that's really easy to break down and you've got one that's not. That one that's really, that's harder to break down, that one, it's just going to take however long it's going to take. It's going to age out. Most fat only stays in your body within fi- for five years is is roughly and so some of us may just end up having to wait five years to get rid of it 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 may take that long for it to break down and and leave our bodies uh the um the other thing to to mention about the glyconeogenesis is that it doesn't really actually our body doesn't use that as a as an energy creating thing because it actually uses more energy to create that glycogen just to keep ourselves alive than it does to actually. So it's not a fuel thing. It's a, there's a, there's an essential resource that we need right now. And it's an on-demand thing. It's not, oh, I'm going to eat 300 grams of protein today. And it's, you know, half of it's going to turn into carbs. Doesn't work that way at all. Nope. That's what I try to tell people. Um, And I'm not going to sit here and lie. I preached that for a little while and did, a lot of research because I was one of those people for probably a two or three month period. Don't take me too much protein. This was my learning phase. Um, and we've all been there because you hear so many things back and forth about keto and it compute. That's the big thing. It confuses people and they get scared and they just quit. They're like, when that's what I tell people, keep it simple. They're like, uh, the stick I'm peeing on is not coloring. Right. I said, are you, if you're eating the right foods and you're tracking your stuff, don't worry about that stick. Don't worry about the blood monitor because you at 1.0, you're burning just as much fat as at 3.0. It's just a different type of it's therapeutic keto. And then there's, you know, there's all different ranges there. Um, and people just overcomplicate it. And that's that derails more people that in a scale standing on a scale derails more people than anything else. Dennis, you are a uh, you're a pretty positive guy. And you talked about when you were at 376 and depression, anxiety, and things like that. Did the keto, was the keto responsible for that? Or did that come because you lost the weight? You know what I'm trying to say? Do you think it came from what you were eating and everything? Or was it once you started gaining that confidence, things started improving mentally? Well, I'm going to be open and honest. I still battle depression a lot um, because I have a lot of PTSD from my childhood. I have night terrors of of my mom. Um, but yeah, it, it improved it tremendously. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, you know, I never have depression. Um, I, I still have battles with depression quite a bit. Um, and sometimes it, uh, it gets the very best of me. Um, and, uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to put this without being, well, let's just say this, uh, I had a bout with depression exactly a year ago. And this is this is the first time I've ever admitted this on any video, anywhere. Y'all going to get the exclusive to this. And it's nothing I'm proud of. But if someone can see what I'm getting ready to say, uh, it may save someone's life. Um, roughly a year ago, and this is kind of off base, but why I got it in my head, I, I wanted to, it, it's about depression. About a year ago, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, and they said that he probably wasn't going to survive it. 
And uh, my dad has always been like my best friend. Uh, between that and my daughter, uh, my daughter has a very bad drug addiction. And I've battled with her trying to get her help. And I'm going to just tell you, it felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. Um, along with some self-inflicted stuff for myself, uh, just being a, a dumb guy, so to speak, if we're going to keep it real here. Um, basically, depression drove me to the point last year, this very time I was back in North Carolina, uh, and I, I was at the point of ready to I, I gave up. I was like, I'm losing my dad. My daughter has about gave me a heart attack. My anxiety's through the roof. Me and my wife were having problems at the time. It was because I was, it was because I wasn't putting as much into my marriage as I was my fitness journey. I've learned now I have to apply just like I applied to keto and going to the gym. I had applied it to my marriage, um, or I wouldn't have a marriage because. I got an awesome wife and uh, she has stood by me through stuff that nobody else would stand by me through. But let's just say a year ago at this very time, probably four miles from here, I drove down a dirt path and I took a nine millimeter out of this center console right here and I stuck it to my head and I popped that safety and I squeezed that trigger and that gun went click. And I felt a shiver go through my body like I'd never felt because when I pulled up to do that, I knew if I didn't do it immediately, it was a I was going to chicken out. Well, little did I know we were staying at my in-laws and my nephew was there and my wife had unloaded that gun the night before because he was in the house. So I thought that gun was loaded. God used her to save my life. Uh, and when that, when that click went off, it changed me forever. Um, Yes, I still battle depression, but I know that's not an out for me anymore. Uh, I was put here for a greater purpose, and that's to help people and show them that you can overcome. Because uh, I was almost not here, but I know God had a bigger plan for me. Um, and that's the first time I've ever told that story. Only a select few people know that story. Now everybody will. And I'm not ashamed of it. I just want to know, let everybody know you're not alone. If you're dealing with depression, anxiety, if you've been through hell and back, you're not by yourself. Uh, I still have depression. I had depression on the drive here. I got thinking about coming home, my grandma. And I, I had some tears. And my wife knows now when she sees me, she's like, she just pats me on my shoulder. And she's like, you're going to be okay. And a couple hours later, I'm fine. But uh, the thing with depression is you got to remember, as long as you're having more good days than bad, you're winning the battle. That's what you got to remember. And thank you all for letting me be candid like that. Uh, that was something I wanted to talk about. We wasn't sure if I'd ever get to the point of being able to talk about it. So I got that out of the way. So um, I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you, the honesty, yet again. Um, that's pretty awesome. There is something to that for sure about what your wife did the night before you took that drive down the country road. Yes, yes, it is. Wow. Let's start transitioning a little bit and, and what well, now we want to be respectful of your time. And, and we, we've already gone a little bit long because of, of being a little late and setting up and, and things yes, like sir. that. Um, what's working out? Well, let's, let's do it in two phases. Where did you start working out wise? And has that uh, morphed or changed since you started to where you're at now? All right. It all started with just walking. And that's what I recommend to everybody when they, when they start their journey. I say, look, just walk, 
that's one of the best forms of exercise out there walking um but luckily enough i had a, a buddy of mine that lived a mile and a half like i said from me and he had an old uh concrete building in his backyard it used to be like an old feed store no air conditioning no heat he me and him went in half and bought a bunch of dumbbells and some equipment put it in there and we started working out um and like i say in the first year you know i the first year i worked out exclusively there and lost 100 pounds and then when my mom passed when i got over that and finally you know got over that so to speak i mean i'll deal with that the rest of my life let's just be honest but uh i've got closure with it because i forgave her and i plan on seeing her again one day uh but uh I transitioned into a Planet Fitness with some of my friends that kept bugging me. Man, come work out with us. I, I transitioned to that because I was scared to get around people. I felt like I was going to be looked at. I didn't know nothing about the gym, this and that. Um, so I got in there and started learning, started researching, and it kind of developed from there. And I started training people. Um, and actually, right now, I'm, I'm getting certified as a personal trainer. Um, I'm taking courses right now to be certified in that. So um, I wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't for keto. I mean, that's what got me here. Um, so it's, it's kind of got bigger and bigger. And um, we moved to Texas and I got into this gym called TX Fitness in Forney, Texas. And uh, shout out to them back in Texas. Great gym, great atmosphere, good people. Uh, I started training with some bodybuilders there and they taught me a lot of stuff. Um, basically not to overthink it. Keep it simple. Um, things can get way too technical, um, and, and rest. That was one of the biggest things. I wanted to work out seven days a week and I wasn't giving my body time to recuperate. And I stalled when I went to four to five days, four or five days of working out and took two days off. My body started like developing like crazy. Um, and now I've set a new goal. Uh, my, one of my best friends, the owner of the company I work for, he just stepped on stage last weekend in Dallas at the Europa show. Um, in his first ever bodybuilding show, uh, and I'd been wanting to do something like that, and going watching him, <laughs> it gave me the bug. So I hired me a coach. I hired myself a coach who is a, is a pro bodybuilder, and uh, he's going to train me. We're going to try to keep me where I'm at right now, roughly till around January. And uh, if you follow bodybuilding any at all, there's a guy named Phil Heath. He's seven time Mr. Olympia. He's a great big great big dude super nice i bumped to him at bumped into him at the show and told him i was thinking about doing a show and he invited me to do his show for my first so i'm going to step on stage in the phil heath classic next april and i'm going to represent keto on that stage uh in the men's physique category in the uh 40 year old novice class and a few others and uh just see how we do so um it's come full circle so to speak well uh, yeah for me. i've looked at your arms a few times in some of these pictures and uh to say vascular would be an understatement i think man your arms and your calves uh, well right well my calves are really bad right now you probably can't see it i ain't very vascular at the moment but uh i started out with 22 inch arms but it was <laughs> 22 inches of fat <laughs> now people are like your arms are so big and i'm like they're only 17 inches they're not that big they just look big yeah. because i got all the fat off of them um, I, I got a six foot three wingspan. I'm kind of lanky. I don't have the bodybuilder physique. Actually, I had to fight really hard for it. So I decided, you know, men's physique, the, like the beach body type class was more, more my style. Um, uh, plus I didn't want to wear a speedo. 
I'm wearing some of these shorts that come down to your knees. That that won't my yeah. style at all. Board, board, board shorts. Yeah, exactly. I was like, my, now, now my my brother from another mother, he stepped in there and rocked it. I was like, good for you, dude. That ain't for me. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, I'm my my vascularity is a lot of genetics there. That's a lot of people don't understand. My daddy's very vascular, and he has never lifted a weight in his life, and he has huge calves. I got those genetics from him. He's got a big belt. I got those genetics from him too. I have to fight to keep that off. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are like, man, you're so vascular. How do you, it's just genetics. Uh, and the leaner I get, yeah, the more vascular I get. Uh, when I step on stage next April, I plan on being three to 4% body fat. Can you imagine Woo. the veins that's going to be popping through at that? <laughs> so it's going to be crazy. So you said that you've hired a trainer, but I know you also do some training as well. You talked about the, the certified personal trainer, but um, tell us a little bit about your coaching program or what you do for people looking to get on the keto. Yeah. Um, I have a Facebook page. I have an Instagram page and my website's getting ready to finally be up. We've been working on that for a while, but it's called get lean journey. And that's good that's shot. The logo. Yep. Um, but, but basically um, when I started this about two years in, after I lost a lot of my weight, my buddies kept coming to me saying, man, can you help me lose some weight? So I draw them for a little plan. Well, let me rephrase that. My wife will see this <laughs> and she'll say, you lied. I told my wife, I told my wife what to draw up because it would take me three days to type it up. She can type and watch TV. Uh, I'm just not a computer guy, but, uh, we typed up some menus for them and, and they followed and they lost a lot of weight. And then people started asking them and it kind of consumed me. And I was on my phone nonstop answering questions, helping people. And, you know, I was doing it completely free because I was trying to help people. And I enjoyed it. Uh, but then my wife finally gave me that look. You know, if you're married, you've seen that look before. She gave me that look like, are you going to get off your dang phone or am I going to throw it in the trash? And I was like, I'm over here helping people. And she's like, I understand that, but you ain't helping yourself. Because she was getting ready to knock me upside the head with something. So, uh. Basically, she said, you need to start charging something. So we looked at other people's rates and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like blown away what people were charging people just to build a cookie cutter meal plan. Like one size fits all. And we know this ain't a one size fits all game. Because y'all two dudes probably can eat totally different things. Just like, you know, all three of us, we can follow a different regimen and lose weight and it works and or it may not work. So. Part of those sticky notes I was talking about earlier, we formulated a bunch of recipes with all the macros and broke down and everything because my wife's an excellent cook. So we converted a lot of her family recipes into keto recipes. And uh, so I started, you know, taking on some people. And basically, you know, what I do is I send them a, a Google form questionnaire and it has all the food you can eat. And they, they go in there. As long as they're not too picky, I can build a menu for what they like to eat. And um, to this date, the last time I checked, it's been about two or three months since I've done the calculations. And I've got clients all over the world, like Australia, New Zealand, England, Canada, like you name it. Uh, I probably, other than like Japan or somewhere like that, uh, it's the only place I can say I probably never built a meal plan for. But my clients have lost a little over 21,000 pounds in the last four years doing keto. So it's, it's, it's been, it's been a blessing. Um, and I don't do it strictly for the money. Yes. The money has been a blessing to me, 
Um, but the satisfaction of knowing you change somebody's life, that's priceless. And uh, most of all my clients become pretty good friends of mine because I'm the guy, I try to go the extra mile. Even when you stop using me as your coach, I'm always your coach. I tell them, if you ever got a question, even though you're not paying me for my services anymore, come ask me. I'm glad to help you. Um, and I've had some clients stay with me a whole year. Um, and I've had some clients stay with me one month. Um, cause I tell them when they get to the end of the month, they're like, I think I got this figured out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if you got it figured out, there's no need to pay any more money. Just do what you're doing. And as long as it's working, keep going with it. And, oh, I have people try to pay me for a second month. And I'm like, you're still getting results from that first menu I sent you. Don't pay me for rerun that menu. Get your money's worth out of it. Um, I know a lot of these coaches in the industry, they, they are about making their money and they would never tell their client rerun that menu because they want that not another month of income coming in. Um, and most of the coaches that I see talk to talk, but they've never walked the walk. Um, a lot of these coaches are genetically blessed. They've always been lean. They can eat whatever they want behind the scenes and stay lean. Uh, but they don't tell their clients that they're preaching this, but they're doing that. Um, and I've been there, I know. So if, if somebody has been there and they they walked that walk and been obese and, and turned their life around, then, you know, I'm glad to help them. And I turn people away all the time because I can tell if they want it or not. And I don't want to just take somebody's money. Um, I don't want to take someone's $100 and say, hey, I built your meal plan. It's on you. I can't help you. Didn't You know, you didn't do it. I can tell they're not ready. I'm like, look. Come back to me when you're ready. You're not ready. I can tell your mindset is not ready for this because it's all right here. It starts right there. If you don't got the right mindset, you're never going to in anything in life. If you don't have the correct mindset, you're not going to accomplish your goal. Yeah, uh, that that's really, really great stuff. And and I agree with it 100%. I, I think that um, having a side hustle that kind of does the same where it's it's a side hustle and it, you know, became, you know, my passion or my, my interest and it turned into a job type thing is, is something that, uh, yeah, my wife gave that look of, are you going to ever, you know, not work <laughs> and have to try to manage that is, uh, is, is difficult at, uh, to say the least. We always ask it and we'll, we'll, we'll do it in two parts. What is your favorite keto meal? It can't be steak because everybody would say steak. Uh, <laughs> and then the other um, the other part of this is being that you now live in Texas. What is your favorite barbecue in Texas? And actually, let's be honest, you're in North, North Carolina, so there is, you know, different barbecue there. So give us... Yeah, you, you're, you're kind of throwing me under the yeah, bus Yeah, well, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I'm from Kansas City, so it's kind of... Oh yeah, okay. so I understand I the you. two worlds of barbecue thing. So t tell us, tell us um, about that. Okay, well, favorite meal since I can't say steak, man, I gotta say probably my wife's keto lasagna. That it, it I don't even like regular lasagna anymore. Like zucchini lasagna is the bomb. As long as you have if if you can cook, that stuff is good. So I'm gonna say, baby, if you're watching this, you're, you're yeah, steak on an option. Sorry, 
She cooks a mean steak, though. I'll give her credit for that, too. But uh, keto lasagna, zucchini lasagna is probably my favorite keto meal. Um, as far as the barbecue, <sighs> Texas has really good barbecue. Um, and I'm guessing brisket's considered barbecue. Um, uh, brisket is probably my favorite thing, as long as it's got the right sauce with it. And you got to be very careful when you're doing keto with sauces, because, you know, that's where all the sugar's at. But when we moved to Texas, the first two weeks, all we ate was brisket. So I got burnt out on that really, really fast. But probably brisket. Uh, burnt ends from the brisket is probably the favorite. Like, the burnt end is probably the best uh, thing I've found in Texas. Um, that's keto friendly. There's a lot of other things that ain't keto friendly that I'm not going to throw up here, but uh, it's really good if you're not doing keto. But uh, that and but I love my Eastern North Carolina uh, vinegar based barbecue. Uh, that's that's my favorite. A good barbecue before I was keto. A good barbecue and slaw sandwich. Oh my God, heaven. Uh, but now it's just barbecue. Hold, hold the bun. so definitely uh definitely kansas city barbecue is all about the um it is all about the sauce it it really is it's and and i have friends who have only ever experienced kansas city barbecue before and then they'll come and they'll they'll have texas barbecue Mm -hmm. because texas barbecue puts all the the flavor and the smoke into the meat yeah uh you know where you don't have to have a sauce they they they're like this is crap this is horrible this is and i'm like you don't like the barbecue you like the sauce stop it <laughs> yeah. and uh i i like you my wife is is the uh, gourmet of our of our family and she has she grew up in this area in in, in central texas Okay. Uh, but she lived in Lawrence, Kansas to get her master's and her doctorate. And so she did, she, she got to know Kansas City barbecue for what Kansas City barbecue could be. And she has hybrided the two. So she puts all the flavor into the meat and then puts all the additional flavor into, uh, the, the sauce and things like that. Um, I gotcha. No problem. Uh, hey, I'm from Texas. You we, mm-hmm. you know what a storm is. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. But that sounds delicious. I, actually, that sounds, as I, as one of my sayings, my catchphrases, that barbecue your wife makes would make a rooster pull a plow, as we say in North <laughs> Carolina. I love it. I love it. Um, well, I, I want, we want to, uh, we want to respect your time. And so let's go ahead and, uh, let's, let's kind of wrap it up with that. Um, Go ahead and uh, give us uh, your your links. Your, your you've already kind of t- talked about your website a little bit, but where can people connect with you online? How can they find out more about your journey? Uh, the best place to go is to my Facebook page, Get Lean Journey, or Instagram. I, I tend to reach out to people quicker on Facebook than Instagram, but uh, either Instagram or Facebook. Uh, it's just Get Lean Journey, and that's where you can find me. My website will be up soon. It'll be under Get Lean Journey also. Um, I have a TikTok, but it's not so much keto, so I just leave that alone. Um, but, yeah, those two places are the best two places to find me, and uh, and I love our group. Uh, so that's a great place to find me too, you know. I don't post as much as I used to because life's so hectic. I just don't have as much time now. But, hey, it is what it is. That's life, so you got to deal with it. 
Absolutely. I took the Facebook app off my phone oh, a little while back because I was spending so much time. And honestly, I would do the same with Instagram in about 30 seconds if they would uh, have better integration uh, where I could hand off my existing conversations in the messaging side of Instagram yep. into the messenger app and just kind of continue them there. Um, if, if that would, that final piece would, would mesh it together and I would uninstall that as well, because I, I just, I don't, I don't yep. need it. Social media has taken over. I spend, excuse me, I spend way too much time on my phone and my wife lets me know it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, you're on your phone again. You're on your phone again. So anytime I see her on her phone, I'm like, you're on your phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty as charged. So I can't say anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, we really do appreciate uh, you coming on and joining us and uh, sharing your story and being so very real. That's, uh, yeah, it means a lot to us. It means a lot to us to, to get that. That's what we're here for is to get men's stories. Um, we, uh, uh, just a quick reminder to our listeners that you can um, find out all of our links. The podcast itself is available uh, at theketomansclub.com. So make sure to check that out. Uh, follow Dennis and all of his stuff that he's doing. Hit him up if you need a coach. It sounds like he's a great one, uh, which is fa fantastic. And uh, yeah, I, I just really uh, I'm I'm. I really appreciate you and your time. So I appreciate y'all having me. I really do. Absolutely. Well, that's it for this week. Make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O. M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week. <laughs>